You're listening to App State Sports Weekly. Welcome to App State Sports Weekly. Alongside Pierre Banks, I'm Damian Banks. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, gather round. Because the mountain man and the jag man's in town. Yeah, Pierre, what's happening, bro? You know me, big bro. Truly blessed. Hope everything is going well your way. App State Nation, what's going on? We are back in it. Yes, sir. Back in the building for another week of the official podcast of Appalachian State University, as Pierre loves to say. This is App State Sports Weekly. Again, Pierre Banks on the other end. This is Damian Banks. We're here to give you the goings-ons within the athletic department at your Appalachian State University. Pierre, how you feeling this morning, bro? I feel real good, man. I feel blessed to be here, man. Blessed to get up this morning, be talking sports, man. Our, our favorite thing to do and I feel very optimistic. We knew coming off of last Thursday that we would need Georgia Southern to lose a couple of games in order for the apps to get back in the Sun Belt title picture. And one bird is down. Thanks to ULM, our newest friends down in Monroe, Louisiana. And they just really took Georgia Southern to the woodshed on Saturday. And now the Mountaineers needing just to win each game in front of them, like we talked about last week, did that by defeating Coastal Carolina. If they can continue to do that and get help from just one more team, they stand a very good chance of hosting the inaugural Sun Belt Championship game. Really good weekend for the Mountaineers. Hope you guys out there in App State Nation had a good weekend. Again, Pierre, you talked about it, and we talked about this last week on the podcast. If you're Appalachian State coming off of that disappointing loss at Georgia Southern, all you have to do is control what you can control. When the games are in front of you going forward, and you know maybe you can get some, you can get lucky. Teams that should win games lose those games, and vice versa. And the, and exactly that happened as Georgia Southern went to UL Monroe and and laid an egg, like a a, a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex egg. And you know, and, and Appalachian State is right back in the picture for a Sun Belt Conference title. And the way they did it was they went down to Conway, South Carolina, unfriendly confines. This makes the the fifth time that these two teams have played. App has won all five, but this was the first time that they had to go down to Conway. So you knew the place would be rocking. You knew the place would be rolling and it would be a hostile environment. Lucky enough for the Mountaineers, App State Nation travels so well. Hats off to you for showing up and showing out for the Mountaineers. And they were able to take some early momentum. A terrific defensive performance and then a, a couple of late scores, one by the defense on a safety and then a, a late touchdown uh, for the offense in order to pick up a 23-7 win. Yeah, the Mountaineers and the Chanticleers um, have had their battles in the past, especially on the FCS level in the playoffs. Again, Appalachian State has never tasted defeat to the Chanticleers, but I digress. And um, the, the Nears went down to South Carolina. Pierre, you mentioned you know, the, the, the fan base of Appalachian State traveled well, but I know we all love Boone. We, all, we love the scenery of Boone. We love the mountains, and it's just beautiful up there, but who wouldn't want to you know, leave Boone? in November to take a trip to, you know, right outside of Myrtle Beach, you know, and, and 
enjoy some good football and support your team. And what I was really impressed with with Appalachian State this weekend is is the defense, man. The defense played lights out, Pierre. Didn't even give up 200 yards of total offense to Coastal Carolina. They only had 106 yards passing Coastal Carolina, only 72 yards rushing. Pierre, the defensive effort by Coach Brown and his staff really showed out on Saturday. And it led to them being more comfortable, being more free on offense. Didn't have to have that type of pressure on them to make something happen every time they had the football. Of course, that's always the fear when you go up against a team in Ashanta Clears who came into the game second in the Sun Belt Conference and rushing with over 200 and 50 yards per game on the ground, you felt like if you went down there, you had to make the most of every possession. You you didn't know when you would get the ball back if they were able to do what they typically do in games. Brian Brown and his bunch just did a phenomenal job of shutting down that Coastal Carolina rushing attack, only 72 yards on the ground. That's phenomenal, you know, And, and because of that, that gave the offense various opportunities to do what they do. Zach Thomas, of course, not able to return on Saturday, but Jacob Huseman came in, really managed the offense, got him in, in, in good positions to score points, to do well. He had a you know, a couple of deflections that went against him for interceptions, but other than that, really played a, a pretty good ball game, was 9 of 19 through the air, but again, didn't hurt his team too badly to where they couldn't come back and they would dig themselves in a hole that they couldn't get out of. Yeah, defensively, the Mountaineers played a masterful game. Jordan Fair fired up and and peed off of, over his you know ejection for targeting at Georgia Southern. Came back with abandoned three sacks in the game for Jordan Fair. Again, limiting the lead, you know one of the leading rushing teams in the country to only. 127, uh, excuse me, 178 yards of total offense, man. I was blown away by the defensive effort by Appalachian State, and that allowed them to, again, you know, play freer offensively. They were still playing without Zach Thomas. And, you know, with Jacob Huseman, he doesn't have that much experience, so you don't want to lean on him that much. So what did Appalachian State do, Pierre? What they normally do, lean on that running game. Darrington Evans showed up big, 159 big yards and a touchdown. App had two 100-yard rushers. Marcus Williams Jr. went over the century mark as well on the ground for the Mountaineers along with the touchdown. So all around great effort by the Mountaineers going down to South Carolina, picking up this big win. Again, like I said, you can only control what you can control if you're Appalachian State. You lost at Georgia Southern. You put that loss behind you. You learn from it. You move on. You'll get a little help along the way. This is sports and most notably college football. Teams lose all the time. They're not supposed to lose. So if you're Appalachian State, you went out and you know you know what's going to be happening. You're, you're in a good position to represent you know your division in the, Sun, the inaugural Sunbelt Championship game. And we knew that coming into this game, The rushing attack had to get going, right? Especially if you didn't have Zach Thomas on the field. You've got some young quarterbacks with not a lot of experience having to pick up the slack. And the best friend of a young quarterback is a good rushing attack. And so the Mountaineers were able to do that. Actually had 278 yards on the ground, which is just phenomenal. You know, in the first half of the game, They were really picking up a lot of yards and dominating really statistically as far as rushing yards and and defensively, certainly. 
But the turnovers in the first half, a couple of picks, a couple of interceptions there led to them not getting more points on the board. And it just seemed like this Appalachian defense had a point to prove. After the last time out against Georgia Southern, gave up 34 points, this time didn't give up any points. It was the offense that gave up points to the Chanticleers on a pick six. And not only did they not give up points was this Appalachian defense, but they scored two points on a safety. So got to tip your hat to this black and gold defense to Brian Brown, Jordan Fair, who you just said had a, a phenomenal game. He had a chip on his shoulder and they'll look to keep that momentum going this week against a vastly improved Texas state team. Yeah, Pierre, I, I beg to differ with you on the note that, you know, Essentially, this score is 23-0. to zero. That interception return for touchdown for Coastal Carolina, that will never happen again. I'm not going to say never because never is a long time. But it probably <laughs> won't happen again. Bouncing off the head of an Appalachian State receiver, uh, who's it, Malik Williams. Bouncing off of Malik Williams' head right to a Coastal Carolina play. He returns it for a touchdown. That's the only score of the game for Coastal Carolina. So, essentially, it's 23-0. to zero. So, you know, great effort both defensively and offensively for Appalachian State. They controlled the clock, controlled the game on the ground, two 100-yard rushers, and you, you get out of South Carolina with a big road win, go back home, get healthy, get ready for the week. Hopefully you get Zach Thomas back. Not sure on the status of, of, of for him for the next game, but you know you get healthy, get yourselves together, get ready for your next opponent. Going to be another tough test. You know Everybody gets up for the Mountaineers, so you want to go down to Texas State and, and play sound football and hopefully come out of that one with a win as well. And I can't state how difficult it is to go on a roll in conference and pick up a win. And you don't need to ask Scott Satterfield and this team how difficult it is to win down at Texas State. Just last year, you know, it took a, a last-second stop within the five-yard line by A.J. Howard to preserve a win for the Mountaineers. So don't let the three and six record of the Bobcats fool you. You know, they've been getting better each and every game defensively. They don't give up a lot of yards and they turn you over, something that the Mountaineers have been struggling with the past couple of games. Six turnovers in the last two games. They'll need to eliminate that. They'll need to, to play sound football. They'll need to get it going on the ground. But I think Everett Withers understands what Scott Satterfield wants to do offensively. It's, it's so much familiarity there. Scott Satterfield may look to buck some of the trends, passing the football in obvious running situations, you know, um, doing some some different things than he's used to offensively to open up some of those running lanes. And you've got a great core of receivers. And if you get Zach Thomas back, you got a phenomenal quarterback who can either get it to that great core of receivers, pull it down, extend the play, or make something happen with his legs. So, Look for that this week, but again, a very pivotal game for the Mountaineers. They all are moving forward, but going down to Texas State, it's a tough place to play, and the way that they have been playing much better, got their first conference win this past weekend against Georgia State. This is a dangerous football club. Yeah, Texas State much improved under head coach Everett Withers. I remember when Coach Withers was at James Madison, and that offense was rocking and rolling, man. Um, and they were going up and down the field, like getting chunk yardage, putting tons of points on the board. Since he's been at Texas State, it's been a struggle for him to carry that success from James Madison, you know, to Texas State. But, you know, it, it takes time to build things. And he's building that team at Texas State. So if you're an Appalachian State player, coach, 
coach, fan, don't go down there and take the Bobcats lightly, man. You want to go down there and, and put your proverbial foot on their neck early and don't ever give them a chance to think that they can play with the Mountaineers. Big time game going on in the Sun Belt Conference this Saturday. Appalachian State at Texas State. Going to be a good one, Pierre. Damien is fired up at State Nation. I hope you're fired up as well because the Mountaineers, again, back in it. That's going to do it for this portion of this week's show. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Mountaineer scoreboard and Damian will take us around the state right here on the official podcast of App State Athletics, App State Sports Weekly. Mountaineer Talk, your chance to hear from App State head coach Scott Satterfield. All right, let's get into our Twitter questions with the hashtag Mountaineer Talk. You've seen firsthand the strength top to bottom of this league. There are no gimmies in this conference. Anybody can beat anybody in this league, and you have to show up. And if you don't show up and play, then you will get beat. Tune in to Mountaineer Talk, Tuesday nights at 7 on your home for Mountaineer football. The Appalachian IMG Sports Network. And we are back on App State Sports Weekly alongside Pierre Banks. I'm Damian Banks. Don't act brand new. You know how we do after every commercial break. Follow us on all social media platforms. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Sports by Damian. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-B-Y-D-A-I-M-E-O-N. And I'm at N underscore my underscore humble. I may have to change my Twitter handle, though, man. That's a whole bunch of underscores, man. Stay tuned to that <laughs> App State Nation. You, are you sure you want to change it? Come on, man. That's my, that's my quarterback. Like, no, no. Like, come on, man. Don't change it, man. There's a whole lot of underscores, man. I don't want to confuse people. And, you know what I'm saying? It, people think that the N is just a letter N. Yeah, nah, man. I'm past 30. I don't do stuff like that. I spell it out. I-N. <laughs> so so what, are the, what are the top choices for the name change on Twitter? Do you have one in mind yet? I don't know, man. I'm thinking about Nino Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Nino Brown? No, no. Nino Brown, man, is just, you know, it's really growing on me, so I don't he's know. A, he's a character that's near and dear to your heart, right? <laughs> and growing up, you always talked about New Jack City. Man, you watched that movie over and over and over, man. I did, man. It was, shout, it's out one of, shout out Wesley Snipes, by the way. It's one of the greatest movies ever recorded, ever created. <laughs> if you hadn't gotten a chance to watch it, New Jack City is pretty legit, but we digress, man. Let's go ahead and get into the Mountaineer scoreboard for the week. It's basketball season already. Can you believe it? At State Nation, both the men and women played exhibitions this past week. The men took the court on Thursday. They got a 97 to 44 win over Ferrum. Mountaineers had six players reach double figures. Great sign for a team that finished third in the Sun Belt last year and looking to improve this year. The women took the floor on Saturday. They took on Lee's McCray, got the big dub in that one, 82 to 54, and they had four of the young ladies in double figures. Women's soccer season ended this past week as they were down in the Sun Belt Conference Tournament on Wednesday. They dropped a 3-0 decision to South Alabama. Great season for Sarah Strickland and her group, though. Just a special group of young ladies there. Wish them all the best to the seniors moving forward and to the underclassmen looking to improve next year and just continue to get even better. Men's soccer had a big time 3-0 win over Howard on senior day this past week. Camden Holbrook, Alex Hernandez, and then the senior himself, Ian Ice Bennett. 
scored goals in that one. Women's tennis competed very well at the Dick Vitale Intercollegiate Clay Court Classic this past weekend, led by Kate Earnhardt, who made it to the quarterfinals in singles play. Wrestling did a phenomenal job at the Hokie Open this past weekend. The 25th ranked Mountaineers, don't let me leave that out. They had seven wrestlers in the top six of the Open division and three more in the top five of the freshman and sophomore division. So head coach John Mark Bentley looking for another big time season coming off of back to back to back Southern Conference crowns, looking to add one more to that. And then volleyball had another exquisite weekend. They beat Georgia State on Friday at home. Becky Porter is just an animal. 39 assists and eight digs in that one. And then they blanked Georgia Southern three love lace on Sunday, 42 assists and seven digs in that one for Porter. The Mountaineers run their Sun Belt Conference record to 11-3 on the season. Great season so far for head coach Matt Genepro. They got a couple next weekend on the road at Troy and at South Alabama to finish out the Sun Belt season. But the Mountaineers looking to do something very, very special this year. Shout out to head coach Matt Genepro who has his team rolling. And that's going to do it this week for the Mountaineers scoreboard. And now, Damian, you know the drill. Please, sir, do the honors and take us around the state. Yes, sir. We begin with the NC State Wolfpack, who are trying to snap a two-game losing streak. NC State welcomed the Florida State Seminoles to Carter-Finley Stadium. Quarterback Ryan Finley had 240 yards passing for the Wolfpack, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And freshman Ricky Pearson Jr., three touchdowns, two on the ground, one receiving, as NC State was able to come away with a 47-28 win. NC State improves to 6-2 on the season after this big time victory by the Wolfpack. Next up for NC State is a home game versus Wake Forest this Thursday. Next up, the Duke Blue Devils were on the road taking on the University of Miami. Game time conditions for this one was not ideal. Torrential downpour throughout the game and it showed as Duke quarterback Daniel Jones only passed 130 yards and one interception. But running back Deion Jackson had 113 yards and a touchdown including a 75-yard run to help Duke beat Miami by the 20-12 score. Duke improves to 6-3 on the season. Next up for the Blue Devils is a rivalry game with the University of North Carolina. Speaking of North Carolina, it was homecoming in Chapel Hill as the UNC Tar Heels welcomed the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets to Keenan Stadium. Unfortunately for the UNC fans, they had to go home from homecoming disappointed as their quarterback Nathan Elliott had three interceptions in a 28-38 loss again. UNC has had a tough season. 1-7 on the year after this loss. Next up, they're going to be taking on the Duke Blue Devils in Durham. Wake Forest was at home taking on Syracuse in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Sam Hartman, Wake Forest quarterback, passed for 275 yards and two touchdowns and one interception, but he was knocked out of the game and is going to be lost for the rest of the season. Eric Dungy, Syracuse quarterback, had 119 yards rushing and one touchdown to help Syracuse edge Wake Forest by the 41-24 score. Wake Forest is now 4-5 on the season, and again, they'll be taking on NC State 
this Thursday in Carter-Finley Stadium. Other scores from around the state, East Carolina was taking on Memphis in Greenville. Holton Ellers had 449 yards passing and three touchdowns for the Pirates, but it wasn't enough as they fell to Memphis by the 59-41 score. East Carolina is now 2-6 on the season, and they are not having a good season. Scotty Montgomery's job, I don't know if it's in jeopardy, but he has to right that ship. East Carolina is going to be on the road next week at Tulane. Two other scores around the state. Catawba fell at Newberry 40-10 and Lenore Ryan continued their good season with a 40-21 win on the road at Carson Newman. And that was our whip around the state. We appreciate that Damien now. Both the Mountaineers and the Wolfpack back to their winning ways. Duke back on the winning track. So the week looking up for the state of North Carolina. Give us your update and your humble opinion. Are the Mountaineers still the best team on the gridiron in the state of North Carolina? Pierre, Appalachian State back to their winning ways after going on the road to, and, and taking one on the chin, you know, basically at Georgia Southern. I knew that Appalachian State would come back strong. Head coach Scott Satterfield, as you call him, the H. M-I-C, the head, head mountain charge. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, but um, I knew that Appalachian State was going to get back to their winning ways. The question was, would NC State be able to break out of their funk? They had lost two games in a row at Clemson and then at Syracuse, giving up a ton of points in both games. Um, NC State welcomed Florida State to Raleigh. Uh, Florida State has really fallen off of a cliff, man. I'm just not used to seeing Florida State be bad, man. My whole life, Florida State has been at the top or near the top of of the AP rankings um, year in, year out, man. But Florida State is not who they used to be. NC State easily handled the Seminoles in Raleigh, got back on their winning ways. Um, good quarterback play from Ryan Finley for NC State. Duke um, went on the road, beat Miami. Big win for head coach David Cutcliffe and the Blue Devils. Wake Forest, so many injuries with the Demon Deacons. They're falling apart. Um, they lost at home to Syracuse. Lost their freshman quarterback Sam Hartman for the rest of the year due to injury. Um UNC, North Carolina, they are who they thought they were. UNC only has one win on the season. They're really struggling right now, man. Larry Fedora, word is he's on the hot seat. So, um, you know, UNC has to get their act together. Um, D2 programs, Catawba, um, they're not doing that well this year. Lenore Ryan is having a really good season um, over there in Hickory. So, shouts out to Lenore Ryan. But the top two teams in the state of North Carolina has to be one Appalachian State, one ANC State. So, two of the state schools, ironically, are leading the state of North Carolina as far as football goes. So, man, um, kudos to head coach Scott Satterfield, man, getting his team ready and um, ready to play this past weekend on the road at um, Coastal Carolina. They had to get that bad taste out of their mouths from the Georgia Southern loss, and they did just that, getting back to the winning ways. Got to get ready for Texas State, man, but right now, Appalachian State is sitting on the proverbial mountaintop in the state of North Carolina. There you have it, and then another big game for the Mountaineers coming up this Saturday down at Texas State. Can the Mountaineers continue their winning ways? Can they continue to improve? And will Zach Thomas be back? All these questions to be answered on Saturday down at Texas State. App State Nation, we so much appreciate you for tuning in each and every Monday right here on AppStateSports.com to the official podcast of Appalachian State Athletics, App State Sports Weekly. For my big bro Damien, I'm Pierre. We'll holla at you. We go. My eyes are open. I don't like what I see.